Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everybody, welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen, hello, aka The Hizza, and a mix of very special guests, pose the questions that need to be asked, and we're talking everything from housing, to house and garage, to extensionism, to astrology, to astronomy, which is not the same thing, as you will learn if you listen. On today's show, our guest is a very special guest, and is a North London MC, songwriter from North, of course, the founder and one third of the legendary UK garage trio known as the Heartless Crew. Please contain yourselves, people. Let me get through all of these accommodations. Achieve a top 20 hit in the UK charts with their debut single, Heartless Team, aka the Superglue Rhythm, and their well known album, Chris Biscuit Volume, went to number three in the UK compilations charts, which sounds like a travesty to me. <laughs> <laughs> Heartless Crew's accomplishments include being nominated for a MOBA and receiving a UMA award for their contribution to music, which again sounds like a massive travesty because we all know who set the thing off um but please uh show all your love and welcome mc bushy b aka mc bushkin oi, oi. Here he is. love that intro there because i can't working. do it as well I'm, as you man i can't, I'm I can't do it in my as seat as right now also very i'm gonna love dane's emotional about this guest I've, today i'm trying to contain it but, but <laughs> I, was saying to, I was saying to bushkin before that basically this two occasions i was introduced to the heartless crew my sister just got a car she had a, a red fiesta and I was hyped to be with my older sister, who was driving mm-hmm. a car, and she had a cassette tape. And I think it was Sun City, New Year's Eve. Maybe but like... Birmingham? Yeah, Birmingham. And it was supposed to be like... Yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah. Cardiff, actually. We done one in Cardiff as well. Cardiff, I, was, I think I went to... I think to, I went using Cardiff. I think I went to um, Sun City. That's 2001. And I went to that oh, one in Cardiff. Cardiff. That was crazy. Cardiff. And then um, And then I dubbed that tape and then took it to uni. And I went to university in Bradford in West Yorkshire, where they weren't that... Ofei with the garage yet they weren't really getting inside yet mm. see kids don't understand you know like when you're not going all over the country now and having like your little urban music festivals and that it was not happening like when right, I was getting yeah. uni you'd be lucky if you got Will Smith from a DJ yeah so <laughs> I had to the survive. M25 right yeah for once you come period. out the M25 like, like it was it was dead it was mm. dead and but um you know uh Bushkin's one of the people responsible for spreading that and basically I was on the top floor and then below me I heard tunes coming from downstairs and I think it might have been like, I think it was like 187 Trek. And that was the tune I was hearing. I was like, and you're spitting over it. And then I came downstairs and I said to my friend, I see you listening to Heartless. And he's like, yeah, of course, I'm a big fan. And this was my friend Mikey, who was from Newmarket in Cambridge. So you, which you wouldn't expect to be a big fan, but enormous fan. Knew the lyrics off by heart. Um, and we uh, struck up a friendship then. That was like 2000. And uh, yeah, I've been, we've been friends ever since. I was best man at his wedding. Wow. So it kind of well, in a way, because of the heartless. Because yeah, of the heartless. The music is a universal language. Yeah, yeah. It's a unity, so, man. I love it. Yeah, so, I love so he it. was like, you know, so it was like we were like the Bushkin and, and Mighty Moe of, of Bradford University. You, I was saying to you, I grew up in like Ilford, border of East London, Essex. Okay, yeah, and like, yeah, of course. It just, it just came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> you guys just came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. I remember. Everywhere. Yeah, I remember my parents went away for a month 
and left me alone for a month, <laughs> oh, wow. which that's was a big mistake. And I just remember all the house party, it was just, it was kept turning, everyone, these tapes just kept turning up yeah. and it just got bigger and bigger. Right? It was, yeah, wow. it was amazing. And one of my best memories, it was actually at Cardiff, in Sun City in Cardiff. And um, I think you must have said, ladies in the house, we like sex, say sex. Whole crowd went crazy. And I was like, that's a good job to have. <laughs> Having a microphone is good. And I, I, I forget that. But, I, but, but you know what? Actually, a, a good point, man, because that's one thing I'd say that's uh, very uh, unanimous uh, so far as how people feel about Heartless is that um, as a, so far as the connotations about music of black origin, yeah. there's always this idea that it's misogynistic and doesn't respect women. And you guys always made it a point of principle to always talk about the girls. Yeah, man. Always, right. always, yeah. always uh, emphasizing women being able to embrace uh, their uh, femininity and their sexuality in a, Tasteful way. That was uh, yeah. That was yeah. always our style, man. Like the upliftment, edutainment. We used to call it. Yeah, education and entertainment in one. And yeah, man. Just in general, being positive and bringing a positive vibe. Yeah, sense. always works, man. And I, and I yeah. think yeah, no one can say otherwise. And I also remember, see, first time I went to Inapa, went to Inapa. I think uh, two thousand and five, and randomly just being like, wasn't even like Nissi. I think it was like on the strip. And I might think seen you then. I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was just like, yeah, what's up? And I was like. Yeah, Bushkin said, well, go on to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone always knows somebody. Everyone's always like, yeah, so I, I, know, I know Rico, yeah. Dan, and I saw so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, Bushkin obviously said, well, go on to me. So, yeah, so, that's the thing. I grew up, so, you know, obviously no, someone of that profile showing love, and I remember that, man. So, no. again, thank you for coming. And I'm still, trying my best not to fan it out, fanboy out too much. But like I said, <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's for me, it was the soundtrack of my youth, man. So No, man, it's, it's yeah. love, man. Thank you, man. Man, I appreciate yeah. it. Not still, at all, man. It's humbling still, man. No, not at all, man. You're still doing your thing. So, um. You explain how the podcast works. Yes. Obviously, I got a barrage of questions for you, but we keep it around three. So yeah. you ask a question, whichever question you want to ask, yeah. and then obviously how would the hills will pose a question? And, and again, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be serious. It can, it can be. It can be serious. It can be philosophical. Yeah. Anything you want to ask, and then I will also ask you a question at the end, and then we'll just riff. But okay. obviously, I know you can yeah. do that with ease. Yes. So my question I was going to bring to the panel is: Is social media the new Bible? Oh. Mm. That's a hell of a question. This is a new Bible. In in the sense that it's what people are following as know it's this is it. it it's the word. This it's is a good word. word. This is it. Mm. Nowadays, if if you're not if you're not on social media, someone's gonna tease you and say you should be on social media. So mm. Everyone feels they need to be on social media. And when you are on social media, it's telling you yeah. almost I, what I, and how yeah. and well it's interesting that your career obviously spun before Force, yeah, social was, media yeah, but now that. you're on it and you've got a good following right you think yeah. people are interested in what you do on it that's right yeah that's exactly and right yeah. do you feel it's helped um to help you you know get people to you know come to gigs and all the rest of it well yeah it is yeah it does help I mean the funny thing is now social media is like 80, 90%, at least 70% of everything to be honest with you. Yeah, it's the main yeah. thing to be honest with you. So it's not even just the fact that it's helped. It is. It's all about social media. It's mm. not even about flyers anymore or radio ads. It's mm. actually social media is the go-to yeah. place. It's not about TV anymore. And again, that's why I asked the question. It's not even about the Bible anymore, so to speak. Yeah. Or is it? The, is it? It's like an, I, think, I think it's like, an, I think it's, yeah, it, if not the Bible, it's definitely a new religion in that I think depending on what kind of social media people use, it can be like people will have like a doctrine they will say on yes. social media, which they can't normally say under normal, uh, I guess within pre-existing institutions. So for example, if you can get involved in politics, you need to, you know, come from a certain background and be yeah. a part of a certain alumni. In terms, like for example, most politicians now, if they went to Oxford, they've been a part of the Bullingdon Club. So it's like almost mm. people decide they're going to be politicians before they decide which party they're going to be a member of. Yes. 
So I feel that social media definitely does that, but it's made it very uh, democratic and that anybody, and if you have a certain message, you can get it out there voice. and you can, have, you can have a voice. And that's- so that uh, comes with a problem. <laughs> yeah, it comes with a problem, yeah. yeah. But that's, yeah. A, and that's, a, and that's the thing is that like, I guess if, you know, the Bible is about, you know, giving stories about which reflect humanity, then social media is very much holding up a mirror to humanity. So there's some things you see on social media which are good in that the fact that, for example, now you can kind of reflect on the days before social media mm-hmm. and people can do the throwback first and remember this rave and that rave. But at the same time, you can market with it as well. But then at the same time as well, it, it means that people can be very fickle when they can move on stuff very quickly. So yes. it's, it's, there's always this balance. So I think it's um, definitely a part of, yeah, it, it is approaching a point where it can be like a religion. And especially because, you know, religion is definitely a lot about aspirations. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And before, I guess, when you wanted to have a certain lifestyle, there's something you might pray for. Yes. Whereas now with social media, you can just kind of represent that yes, that's on right. social media and show your ideal life and show your idea of heaven to yes, people. And, right. then, and then people will see that and yeah. feel and, they can and aspire to the same it, thing. Yeah, believe it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of it, is lot, so yeah, you're, you're right in the fact that like, like the Bible, when people go on social media, a lot of it is based on faith. I think the one thing I would say now is, is, is <laughs> comparing this, it to the Bible yes. or religion or anything is you were reading the Bible, you would look at it, you would sit there. You might go back to that book again. Mm. I, I've got to say, and I, I, I test this out on my my nephews who are like yeah. teenagers. So I'm like trying to prove to them this thing isn't worth their time as much as they think because <laughs> they're not doing it for promotional purposes, which all of us are. Oh, to an yes, yes. yes. We're doing people find out about yes. this podcast by now. You, yeah. that's a business thing. That's right. When it's just your hobby or, or something that you you do to pass the time, I said to the, my nephews the other day, "Tell me one thing that you can actually remember." that you've looked at on social media that it was good. Tell me something you really, really remember. And I can't think of anything. It's not like when you watch a movie or that yeah. album or the first time you heard these guys, yeah. you know, on the, on the it's, radio. It's, yeah, yeah. That, that's like a powerful... But you know, I, 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 you know, that's a good point, but you know what I think it is? It's because it's almost like, you know, I don't think people... Know, like, I, think, I would say that most, a lot of people, a large percentage of people that would say they're devout Christians probably couldn't quote pages verbatim, mm. but... If you ask them for certain psalms, they remember it. So I'd say, while people don't necessarily remember what's on social media, the way they do it is that it's hashtags. Mm-hmm. So while people don't necessarily remember the narrative they see on social media, but it's like squad goals. Yeah. People know that. If yeah, you yeah, squad yeah, goals yeah, are. Yeah, like, Monday motivation, Monday motivation yeah, gang, relationship but, goals. Yeah, and, people, and I think people are starting to kind of like, uh, I suppose, um, kind of take that stuff in. Pick up and hold Yeah, pick up and yes. hold on that. And, and yes. it's a very simplistic thing. But again, that's what I say is that it's, it's uh, there's a lot of aspects of religion that are very similar to that in that, it's uh, it can be a very complex thing when you're dealing with spirituality and stuff, but yeah. it becomes very. Did you yeah, did you uh, reject it for a while, or did you get on it pretty quickly? I was pretty much all over it, but I'm a socialite mm. by a natural character. I like talking to people, so I enjoy it. So uh, social media is an extension of my actual character mm. to interview. So it's all good. And I'm I'm also aware of the fact that you have to kind of move with the times and stay current and relevant and stuff like that. Mm. So a lot of my peers found or still find it quite difficult they don't know what to say on social media or what to do or whatever else whereas for me it's quite it's easy yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's normal so for it's me. Just, a, just another medium rather than you yeah, have to change everything yeah, yeah. Have to really because the really reason I ask that is because for comedians like Dane yeah. it's like an extension yeah it can be an extension of your job yes whereas you kind of look at musicians or you know and, and you think god oh, that's that's a word, you've got a tiny word count there to do your thing. Yeah, 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 what you you don't do, get yeah, that yeah. in your in your, your job. But then would you say like SoundCloud is a form of social media then? 
Yeah, because a lot of because yeah, because yeah, so, a lot yeah. of people realise they you know yeah. have been recognised because of that. And yes, all of it. Yeah, I, where, where, where I was going with it is because like at one time everything was the Bible. Mm. Basically, yeah, yeah. yes, and everything was the Bible, and mm. that was the gospel. And yes, and if any hotel, there was always a Bible in there. Yeah. Yes, and in schools, it was him mm. singing hymns at the beginning and stuff like that. It was all about the Bible, Christianity. If you wasn't a Christian, they would merge you back in the days and yeah. stuff like that. Yes, and so it was all about that. Then, like what I've noticed, oh, I've been noticing because I was really heavily into the Bible at one stage myself, mm -hmm. um, and like. Uh, have a church go and stuff like that so um but then what i realized they started to kind of ridicule in a way the bible and kind mm. of this was like a lot of blasphemy and mm. kind of putting it down and stuff like that so they were kind of i could see fading it out yeah, this yeah. is long before social media even faded oh, okay, in yeah i could see it fading out but then the, the next um kind of blanket or bible to me was television Yes. You understand? Television yeah. was the next brainwash. You understand? Mm. And again, everyone's glued to television. And what was on the television is the gospel. Again, whatever mm. was on television, you believed it. You understand? Yeah. Whatever you saw and you heard, that was the gospel for mm. 90% of the world, basically. Maybe even more, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe it, even more. Because, like you say, it's what kind of molds the collective consciousness kind of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And, and it's a see seeking a truth. But yeah. Your version of the truth, of the tr right? Yeah. Mm. And this is, and so to, to me, that was another extension, a parallel of the Bible. So where I'm going with it, it's, it's almost the powers that be, the people who set this up, who mm -hmm. come with the, the idea, because Christianity and these religions are idea and they are an, uh, used ultimately for control. Yeah. In sense. And then again, television to me is another way of controlling people yeah. and almost dumbing down the masses. Mm -hmm. And now I've seen that these two things have got a bit more old school. The Bible is definitely old school. They've kind of ridiculed that themselves and kind of almost dusted under the carpet. Mm. No one really cares about the Bible anymore. No one really mm. cares. Unless, I mean, the widest scared of people, unless you're a Muslim devout Christian or Buddha, yeah. really hardcore. Oh, well, the numbers yeah. are just going down. down. Yeah, 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 church yeah, church attendance exactly. stuff is going down. Everyone's yeah. at universe yeah. nowadays. It's all the, everyone's on this, the universe, the universe, yeah. which has replaced God in a way. Yeah. In a sense, okay, so cool. So that, I've seen that that's washed out. Television now is almost a thing, but mm -hmm. no one watches television now. If you yeah. want to know anything, World Cup, sports, anything, who's happened, beef, whatever, it's social media. Before yeah. it's, it's anyway, it's mm. on Twitter or it's on Insta, basically. Mm. So to me, again, now I've seen, okay, so these, the people who are controlling this, obviously know this is a powerful medium. And they're, again, yeah, yeah. someone is controlling the internet because mm. um, although everything is on the internet, there is still like, um, how can I say, um, there's still no-go areas. Mm. You understand? Oh, you yeah, could yeah. almost put anything on in it, but there is an almost, and someone is there to make sure that you can't do this, yeah, well, this, or that. The, basically, the Facebook uh, kind of like conundrum. Obviously, Facebook's weird because it was the one of the first, first ones to really ma blow, massive, yeah. and then it's been kind of beaten. Been getting smacked down. No, yeah, and, and, and even you wouldn't even think about that. To imagine like Facebook, because I remember when people were, were still trying to access Facebook. This is before like smartphones were big. Yeah. And uh, a girl called Rebecca Walton, I used to work with. I think right at the same time I was going to Apple, and she introduced everyone to Facebook. And I remember it was like 2005. And everyone was like, "We talking about Facebook? This is ridiculous!" Like, so what you do? She's like, "You just tell people what you're doing and what you're up to." And she's like, everyone's like looking at that she was crazy yeah she's way ahead of the curve this is a great chance to say that i was the first person in the uk on facebook really uh because <laughs> it's a club never told you this before because i went to american <laughs> university right oh, for a year yeah, yeah. in 2001 mm -hmm. and that's when okay. facebook just started and then i came back the next year and i was like how am i going to find all those people and 
a couple Facebook. of girls that I'd met the yeah, year before. Yeah, okay. and, uh, and I was like, oh, they said there's a thing called Facebook. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to use my old email from my uni because you only could use uni it, it, yeah, emails to yeah, get into right, it to yeah, start yeah, with. Right, yeah. And then when I came back to England, it, it started and then uh, there you go. There you But the thing I was going to say about Facebook is the fact that, oh God, you look at what happened in America and they've got Zuckerberg in front of the Supreme Court and everything and it's like they're they're trying to work out and have you seen all the adverts that Facebook are doing saying hey we're trying to work out how we fuck things up Up, yeah 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 that's right we don't want abusing it yeah we don't want people ruining it it's like actually I don't someone was saying to me uh, that potentially now if you think about the number of people on it Facebook is the most powerful country in the world. And that's the reason why he's in front of judges now. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg, with all his flaws, probably doesn't have the monopoly on like, you know, intrigue and invasion of privacy by any stretch of the imagination. Like he wasn't the one that, you know, drafted up the Patriot Act. But now, like you said, because technically he has the almost, he's the head of a, a sovereign nation. State, yeah. Yeah. Mm. A state where people, you know, money and commerce yeah. happens and takes place. Then that's probably why, you know, like you said, he's maybe gotten too powerful. The, and too, uh, too exactly. Influential. That. Again, it's that same thing what I was saying because there is that no go area. Like, okay, yeah, you can do everything you want, but you get to a certain, there's a red tape area. There's oh, a grass course, scene. Yeah, and yeah. obviously he's hit it. And it's why they've called him in now. There's people obviously bigger than him have called him. You know what? Well, you've, you, you are the Bible. You hit your Bible yourself, and you know yeah, what? Yeah. Unless you're going to be and, and saying what we want you to say, exactly. ultimately, then or we're going to have it, or, given it or, or the data that you have. Yeah, you, you we know. want it because when you think about it, someone's profile on social media, I guess, like in the context of you're saying, that's the equivalent of a soul because people yes, bear everything on everything. Because remember, people give everything like is a whole. When I was growing up, life. going to see inside of a girl's bedroom was very difficult. So yeah. far as like, whereas now. You, you can know, see yeah. the inside of anyone's bedroom yeah, or anyone's into their life. And, yeah. you know, once people start writing captions and stuff and you get a feeling for how their consciousness works. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, you can said, see so you can who's get people's, who. get people's soul that's, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so the, it, the interesting it, bit with that will, will come out. At least it's going to take a little bit of time now, but you, because Facebook, Facebook has to change. They keep saying the same line, which is, we feel it is our responsibility to try and dot, dot, dot. And that could be stop uh, fake news. Yeah, yeah, stop yeah. the... And actually... That word responsibility is a defining part of all of our lives, right? You've got a responsibility well, to the people who matter to yes. you. Like, you've got responsibility to your audiences. Uh, yes, we all have responsibility yes. to people in that matter in life. So that they've got these billions yes. of people they're responsible For. to. And it's like, well, you can pretend that you don't have to decide anything, but clearly... They do. Yes. They've got to decide what yeah. we, they think is appropriate yeah. for us to it's see. It's kind of like when you, you fill out an application form and it says, uh, we don't care, but like, can you fill out our ethnicity part, please? Yeah. <laughs> no, it don't matter about ticker box. Yeah. So we yeah. know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So we know. That bit of it is going to be the bit that gets you. It will be the big, one of the big, you know, like immigration has been this conversation that people have had for the yes. last 20 years where it's just yeah. been the big, but this social media, great, how it defines great, what we are. Yes, that's right. It, oh, it is our religion. Or I mean, well, Obama rose to presidency because of social media. That's mm. how, yeah, kind yeah, of the technique was yeah. used. And then, and then, you know, and now his uh, replacement, uh, Donald Trump, Trump yeah. does the same thing. He's always on but social this, media. They said social media is so popular. Again, and that's what I, in my head is like the Bible at one stage was the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. That was the power thing. That was sending countries to war. That was yeah. defining everything, basically. Based on laws it, and everything. Was, yeah. yeah, the laws, the commandments, it was all based off the Bible. And now it's social media, this whole like, um, let's just say the, the gender equality for example yeah, yeah. this is something they're pushing they're pushing it anyway but again it's being pushed very strongly via public yeah, figures yeah. 
via social media. So again, this is almost in the Bible. They're saying, yeah. okay, we don't want this, 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 and the other. Mm. Is that now it's running through social media? Mm. Saying, okay, we don't want this, 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 and this, or we do want this, 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 and this, mm -hmm. and we're pushing it through that. And now again, to what I'm noticing, a lot of people are divided. The, um, they they are defined by social media. They're being Great. told how to act, yeah. how to dress. How to speak, how to associate with, how, yeah, exactly. This is, what, this is what we talk about, like, yeah, I guess with the whole thing with echo chambers and stuff, in that, that now people want to hear something's very similar to them, and obviously people's timelines are made up of the, uh, you know, social networks or, yeah. the, or the, I guess, digital tribes that they're That's a part right. of. Right, they put, that, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. They, they fling it's everything true, around you, you understand that they know you're into. See, this is, and that's the thing as well, because when you think about how social media works alongside technology, it's like. Yeah, it's almost like your your phone is your body by which you access this social it, network, and yes. then, you know you put your ghost into the machine. As, and it, so yeah, it's a good point. I mean, man. I just so you know, the Bible is on Facebook. Uh, I've just looked it up. Uh, it's just it's there. No, it, it would have to be. Yeah. Do you know where it's but, you know, but, you know, but you know what's funny? It's got seven hundred ninety-one thousand followers. That's less than a lot of things. Well, that's less than any. That's, that's, that's less than Kim Kardashian followers. Yeah. And again, she's got about look, see, and look, fifty. And she's, she's, and she's exactly. And she's like that. the she's like the uh, Virgin Mary of social yeah. media. Yeah, that's right. But then obviously you got the Taylor Antithesis. Swift and all these people. Yeah, she's got twenty-nine million. There you go. So you more than the Bible on social media. Way more. So yeah, it's the new. Isn't it even a? No, no, he's not touching her. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, they're the scared to know they might have got more than that. Yeah, yeah, they must be scared. Yeah. That that was a great question. It is. And we that, should finish it by saying it goes to show you that the revolution won't be televised, it'll be streamed and tweeted. Yeah. There you go. I like that. <laughs> but we never know what the people what people are gonna bring as questions, no? That's good, that's that was a great question. It's like well, I'm gonna do something much less uh, thought provoking. No, it's all good, man. We're gonna mix it up. Any questions? We like to any... try and mix it up. Lighten this. Yeah, let's lighten it up now. Right. Okay, my question is I was thinking about this the other day because uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've moved up. I've moved out of, of, of London. I'm in Hertfordshire. That's okay. okay. Too, it's fine. Far, 20 minutes to King's Cross, it's yeah. all good. However, one problem. Mm. One problem. All my food places are gone. So any Deliveroo, Uber Eats, or you just your local yeah. chains? Yeah, yeah. I've got a mission to get any of them. Yes. I've got to get in a car I if I want much. anything. So I was thinking this question to myself when I was thinking about KFC the other night, which was that if you could only have, let's say this scenario, only have one restaurant, that could be a restaurant or a restaurant chain for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Well, I know it's it's tough. One, one restaurant. <laughs> yeah, really you're, you're stuck on one that's for the rest of your one life. Restaurant or one restaurant chain. I mean, if you go restaurant, you're going to have to tell us all about this place that okay. probably our listeners won't know. Yeah. If you go chain, obviously a lot of people will know no, about them. Yeah. I doubt I began chain for start. Yeah. I mean, the, ch the, the chain's a difficult one because, you know, it's a pretty... Gets pretty savey, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very narrow. Once you go down the chain, the Kentucky, yeah. the Golden Arches, and yeah. Burger King South. The only one that came up for me, and and this is, I think, if I was going to pick a chain, that's probably what I'd go for. Is 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 is, is, is I, I I don't love Wagamama, but I can find myself eating that food and okay. not feeling ill mm. after it. Japanese McDonald's then. Japanese McDonald's. <laughs> 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 or, or it should be called Japando's, really. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking about Wagamama's, it might as well be called Japando's. You man. could brand Japando's there. <laughs> that's coming a, out in the watch. Is, yeah. But like, that, that's one that mm. I kind of sit with. and Because like, you, you guys are London. Yeah. When you said that, because I um done a good stint in Essex. Right. For about 12 years. I've only right. just literally come back to London. And, um, I thought you was going to ask a question, but it's, it's very much the same where I lived. After about 9pm, 
it's it's curtains. Oh, okay. It's you ain't getting nothing out there. Mm. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah. Sun- Sunday, Sunday chips are open on Sundays and stuff. No, it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> well, and and, and you're, you're we're creative guys, right? Yeah. So that means we don't have any working hours. It's just it's, like whatever, it's, whatever exactly whatever, whatever happens. And yeah, to get through after that a certain time is a mission. And I'm on mm. a band now. So I've been on a band for quite a little while as well. So that just made it all been even there. More. All been there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like wow. <laughs> It's a mission. After a certain hour, mm. if you ain't eating and they ain't indoors, call it a day. That depressing <laughs> no. walk around the Tesco Metro. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, you if, know, if even um, now, yeah. petrol, petrol, petrol station for a pot noodle and that. Oh. Twix and... Yeah, the snacks, you know that. And you're finishing work late as well, so you're already, it's already late well, on anyway. Trust me, there's times yeah. I've had to go to bed hungry, like... Me too. Yeah, yeah, just like, oh, man, yeah. it's all over, man. You, <laughs> it's tough, it's you tough. know it's all over. It's so that's why when you leave, you, so you know what I mean? It's like you leave. I've like found a pizza place that's like adequate. Okay, yeah. I'm accepting this pizza, but that's all I've got. Yeah, just dealing with it again with emotions. All right, let me Dane's what? deep in thought. So. I, got, I, got, I, got, I've, I got down to two places, but I'm trying to think if I have to be strict, which one I'd pick finally. You can offer up both. All right. I'll let you offer up both. The two places are places I'd been to when I was working in sales and was able to take some clients there. And it's Hakkasan and okay. Rocker. And okay. I say that because if I can't have anything else ever and I can just have that menu, then I could handle that. Talk us through it. So basically, the most place I've had like so Hakkasan is kind of like a Asia, like a Pan-Asian fusion kind of place. Like it's one in Tottenham Court Road. And there's another one, I think like near Mayfair, but it's just, the food just blew my mind because I've always been a fan of Chinese. But after I had this, I couldn't go back to takeaway Chinese because like this guy, like they had like prawn toast, but it's like a knuckle. Like, it's enormous. This thing is like, I, I, you don't know what, it's just like a, like basically right. like looks like a, a bun of like prawn and toast. And then they had like mm. baked venison puffs. Oh. And like assorted dim sum and all the shumai and stuff, and then they, and uh, and the sea bass in Chinese honey, oh, and yeah. um, oh, what else? Is, and then I've had like ostrich and yellow bean sauce. Like I don't think I'd ever like ostrich, mate. but it's like yeah, and it's like <laughs> uh, ostrich is really healthy. It's lean. It's low in cholesterol and stuff, and also just amazing. Had that. This is a good and, uh, varied mix on this menu. This is like, like, I'm uh, think, yeah, yeah. That's right. And it's one of these places where you're like, oh, can I take this away? Uh, no, you can't. <laughs> so, and so yeah, they like that. And then that place, uh, and then the other one is Rocker, Rocker. which is which is one on Charlotte Street. And um, so that's down in so- mean, NoHo bit of the yeah, street, but yeah, yeah. And I don't even know why I'm giving referring to them by name. They don't need the money, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's, 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 it's a, like a got like, got like a, a road road to Barter Grill, like the, like you know like Benny Hanna where they do the yeah, stuff in front of you. Oh, yeah, so yeah. they have that, and again, I had a tasting menu there. And again, it was like a sort of sashimi and like responsibly sourced yellowfin tuna and mm. tuna tartare and like, and then like salmon ceviche. And then they had, and then I had like Madagascan prawns, which are like a foot long. Wow. Jesus then uh, uh, mm. Korean lamb cutlets. And then, and then, and like, but the thing that changed my life was the first time I had a uh, black cod in miso. It melts in your mouth, man. Wow. Like, black cod, I've never heard of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is. I will t- it's, this is it's one of these places that's so nice that I said to myself when I am able to do so anybody I care about I love I'll bring to this place well, it's one of the things you know you taste something you're just yeah. like you know I want I've people to be around I'll share this yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be around people you, for them to enjoy to this know. Yeah, they yeah. need to know they need to know because like yeah, I said yeah. I've never had a heard of a black cod before never, yeah. but yeah it's a different like that stuff melts in your mouth and um 
Those are very specific yeah. places. There's two yeah, yeah. No, but those brands, two places, they, they're, no brands. Brands, they're no brand stuff. But those two places, man, I just think the cuisine is insane. And, and I only said it obviously with the, with the caveat that like the best, for me, the best meal is home cooked. Mm. Yeah. But, but that's a big Asian. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but if I'm not having, but if I'm not having Caribbean food and stuff, and yeah. the thing is, it's very political when you discuss Caribbean food. So I can't be like, here's the Caribbean food I'll eat for the rest of my life instead of my mum's because then it's just beef. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so I'm just putting that to the side that obviously with Caribbean food, it's going to be mumsies, but then, yeah, for outside the two best, that, yeah. yeah, outside of that, Hakkasan and okay. Rock are two best restaurants I've ever been to, okay. and I, they're amazing. And, uh, and you yeah. live off that happily for the rest of your days. I could, yeah. I mean, I would probably have to take time in between to like deal with the gout. <laughs> the food is rich, but um, yeah. and the diabetes and trying to run it off. But um, yeah, I mean, anybody who like listens to the podcast and stuff, and you're interested, like, and you want to take someone, which like I know people do the shard and stuff like that. But for mm. me, those two restaurants, someone you care yes, about, take them there, man. So yeah, that's definitely my thing. So oh, wow. you've, you've put me. I mean, I'm tempted <laughs> to bring it down because, like, I'll be honest with you, like, it, I, I got say, I got drunk the other day <laughs> and, and, and ate ate chicken from KFC and I'm not going to put KFC forward but fucking hell I realised how much I love chicken yeah. <laughs> I, fucking, I just realised like deep down in my soul I was eating going this is lovely. I haven't had a wing for so long <laughs> I was like this, I'm, oh god I can't believe this is going to end three hot wings for, for a pound you can't beat it you can't beat it in the KFC so you, know, you can't gonna, beat it it's the Beverly Hills of, of hot wings you know yeah. you get six from, from, from boss mm. man but those free, yeah. But your yeah, your was. theory with yours is a, is a good theory of how to pick because it's like I'm getting a Variety. lot of mix. Yeah, there's some right. good quality. Yeah. But I feel like deep down something in me says I couldn't live knowing I'm not going to eat chicken again, and so I'm just going to go with. Do you know the chain that I've become? I miss. I miss it because it was down the road for me. Yeah. It's this chain called Bird. It's there's about four or five oh, of them yeah, 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 across yeah. London at the moment, and if you get your chance to have their chicken thigh fillet bacon cheeseburger it is <laughs> the sickest that thing that, that it is so, honestly just oh my god i can't even i can that, see you're getting emotional no, 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 understand, Bush, just give you some context here that basically <laughs> In the last podcast, Howard was talking about a delicious traditional Jewish food. Oh yeah, yeah but exactly. this burger is also so good. He's like, it comes with bacon, and I love that shit. That's yeah, how good I'm that is. All, all, <laughs> he's all over. No hash browns. Just <laughs> so no, no hash brown in that, that burger, good. which is not you know like the the, yeah. the 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 tower, but like it is, and it's something about like when you get that quality of chicken, yeah, yeah. where it's like because obviously we all had. Dixie, Perfect Fried, yeah, and all that shit are yeah. our, our childhood, right? Yeah, we've, done, we've all done, we've all done yeah. the chicken alphabet. We've all been in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all done the Tennessee and yeah, yeah. When you, when you <laughs> upgrade, yeah, yeah. it's like going from Samsung. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whatever, to the, to the <laughs> iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, a like. jumping class. Yeah. And even their wings were like levels, Literally just level. like levels go above. from Morley's to food and liquor. It's a big, it's a big difference. <laughs> so when you, when you go from just boss man delivering it to, uh, to delivery delivering it, it's a difference. Mm. Different oh, level. mate, it was the best. And like really nicely done every time. I was just thinking though, mm. maybe drones could deliver food. Yeah. Apparently they're delivering to presents. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you're taking a prison, so, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it could, could work. It could work, exact yeah. exact same food, but they're exactly. delivering it. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Do you, got, you, do you okay. made your mind of any... Uh... Um, yeah, I'm actually struggling because wait, I've actually turned vegetarian oh, right. since New Year's Eve. So, wow. Um, yes, I'm not eating any meat what since New on? Year's Eve. Um, a combination of things. I would never really... I'm not, I've never been that much of a big eater anyway, as you can mm. probably see. I'm spin this. I've been at the exact same weight since I left secondary school. Wow! Basically, so I don't know. I've never really been a great big eater, and I always I used to be so squirmish when I was a kid, walking past the butchers. I could never walk past the butchers. Mm. I used to have to cross, and it was a big smell in the mum. Yeah, yeah, all okay. of that. So uh, that was an issue. I didn't think it was that much of an issue, but yeah. that was obviously an issue. And then, I mean, I've been. I do a lot of looking around on the internet and reading stuff and mm -hmm. researching and the foods and all this kind of stuff. I'm a bit into all that kind of stuff. But um, the, probably the, the changing tipping scale for me was I saw something saying that when you buy meat in the shops, it's got a date on it, basically. And it's visible for everyone to see, but it's just you don't you wouldn't take notice because you don't know about it, basically. But it actually has a date on it and it sets how old it is. And the meat is like from like... You say you're buying it now, it's from 2006, 2008, 2010, 2012. And I thought to myself, flipping hell, like, like, this is ridiculous. And I just, that was probably like the typical thing I said to myself, you know what? Let me cut out meat. But I'm not, and, and mm. these days, everyone is like a fad and everyone's a vegan nowadays and everyone's something else and whatever. So I'm not really into, I could, I, I never ate that much anyway. Mm. And I just don't eat meat. But prior to that, I never ate a load of stuff anyway. I was really fussed with food. Right. Um, so it's, it's just a bit of an extension of that but what I do because people always say oh you're vegan now you're just jumping on a bandwagon and you're doing this and you're doing that yeah, I just yeah. you know what to be honest with you it's all bollocks anyway everything they give you these days is going to kill you they're mm. not giving you anything this, that to, to uplift you anyway so I just say to people eat what you want whatever makes you feel happy yeah. eat it yes and this is how I'm a man I like to be happy and do what makes me happy so this is what I'm doing yes and but it, all the food is all bollocks anyway yeah, so yeah. um, so that's the bottom line of it but getting back to the restaurants so we don't straight it's tough when you go we've, you've had a, only had a few yeah. months of uh, yeah. changing it, literally I'm struggling like, I was actually going to put in um, a Caribbean restaurant Peppers and Spice who mm. got a good standard Where's that? That's still... They're in um, Tottenham and they're also in Dawson. I was going to say, I used to oh. live in uh, on Ridley Road. Yeah. So yeah. That's some, they're, they're quality. They're bad. The patties are bad and literally right across the board, they do all the salads, they do chicken and everything, all the mm. stuff, not that I eat it, but they do all the jinx and the punches and whatever. Yeah. And their standard is good. The service is pretty good as well. They are pretty you. good in there. They yeah. used to be anyway when I used to go. No, there. they're all right. Some of these, there's always, you know, the given to the Caribbean, there's always a, the stigma. No, it's very much it's, political. But and, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and uh, the, the customer service. The service. I, I, always you know, I, I think it's cool. I don't mind. I'm all right with you it know, myself, you know what is, personally. But the thing is as well, like people say uh, Caribbean food, but I know that at oh, the same time though, 
Caribbean customers can take liberties as well. Yeah, feisty. They can definitely get We're equally, which, equally I mean, feisty. We, we, they moved because they used to be on, on um, Kingsdon Road. Well, and they I didn't move to the side. Yeah, on that's Bulls, right, Bulls Road. Road. Yes, right. And they're still there now. But and there's a little, tiny little cul-de-sac, just a tiny, like, imagine like something that could fit, I don't know, three or four cars just yeah. on the side, you know, just on the side <laughs> of the main road. And it is a fucking nightmare. Eight o'clock or whatever time it is, you could just see it's just war. It's just war. Just pull down the road. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, happen. that's right. You know, that's right. Just, uh, that's, 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 customers, that's, the, that's the customers flexing. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, who get cold? Yeah. Like, yeah. well, if you walk three feet. Yeah, they're not having it. So, I had them in there, but what I've been eating a lot, I've been finding nowadays, is Turkish. There's, um, uh, there's a Turkish mm. restaurant on uh, Dawson, and there's another one in Edmonton, I think they're called F's, but the F's one right. got a chain. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the Turkish run goes from. Basically, all the way from Dalston, all the way up to Wood Green Turnpike yeah, Lane. Yes, it's like it runs all the yes. way on oh, Green Oh, I see. Lanes. Yeah, I know. It. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, yeah, I, I'm often up Green Lane's eating there, the one in Dawson. Mm. In front of, in Doncaster, I even saw F's up there. Right. So like, yeah, wow. no, it's not, because the, there's one on Great Portland Street as well. That's the one I went to. Okay. Yeah, and it, it, was, yeah, it was amazing. Bad quality. Good Turkish food. rice is so yeah, nice. Nice, bruv. The bread, the, uh, like a little hulumi cheese, always good. the bread, the Turkish tea. So mm. I think it would be a toss up between those two, but I could I could juggle off those two and be quite happy. That's, That's cool. good. That's uh, good. We got some good answers. Also, have to shout out yeah, to these places. Exactly. And, and you know, if you ever go to the states as well, good Caribbean place, Footprints. Okay. Footprints based in, in, in Brooklyn. They're based in New York, okay. Brooklyn, and okay. uh, been out there, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, Footprints is good. It's the home of the Rasta pasta. Oh, yeah, yeah. most famous dish, which is like it's a um, like a well, kind of a creamy pasta dish, and it's kind of but it's got like a kind of jerk spice to it, and it kind of mixes it so you can get so you get this pasta, and it's got like like peppers, like bell peppers, cut like sliced bell peppers and stuff, and then you can have it with like either stewed chicken or you have it with like uh, they have it with mm. seafood and stuff like that. But it's very mm. famous for that. So okay. again, I place to some arm for a Caribbean place permanently, like be up there as well. Oh, nice. okay. We got some good recommendations for the. The good, listeners, man. exactly. Good. Let, good let's do the final question because I know Dane's going to be. I want to make sure we get give it plenty of time. Yeah. I will try to keep it succinct. Um, but essentially, for those who don't know, I said uh, essentially, you know, I guess for most people in their awareness of uh, you know garage music and the like, probably connotations of you know, you know your usual kind of like so solids, so, but and your know, EZs and stuff. But really, for me, like prior to that, uh, for someone who kind of bridged the gap between uh, having that just the lyricism in MCing, as well as obviously having like uh, the instrumentals of Garage at the time. Like, if you don't know, like Hannah Hartley's school predated So Solid and would have been influenced them as well yeah. as even like your Page of Go. Well, Roll, yeah. people might have Roll Deep, but before Roll Deep was Page of Go Cartel. Yeah. And yeah, so it predates all of that. And um, yeah, and the Heartless crew, obviously, because there's always this connotation that try people trying to associate violence with mm. the music. But I was always made a point of principle with Heartless crew that they're Heartless because the heart, their hearts are in the music. So my question to you, uh, uh, MC Bushkin, is that um, if your heart is in the music, but if you had a second heart, what would you say your other heart goes into? Because mm. I know your heart's in the music. So what do you say? So if you had another heart, what would you say you put your heart into today? Family. It'd have to be my family. Yeah. Cool. It'd have to be my family. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's a, it's a very fine line, and it's a very um. Political, yeah, of course, like, earlier, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, because for sure. yeah, music is such a selfish hmm. bitch. Mm. 
it takes all your time. So that's my question. So, how, so when you first obviously formed the crew with Fonty and, and Mighty Mo, how, how, how did your family feel about it when you first decided um, to put everything into music? My mum was fine with it, basically. Um, my dad, I never saw my dad so much at, around that time, mm. basically. But he was right with it anyway. We didn't see him that much. He didn't have such a big influence at, at that time there. Could, um, so yeah, they were fine. Um, my mum was really fine. My mum had a, a very w- w- almost weird style of bringing me up or, and my brothers and sister. I've got an older brother and a little sister. And she was very liberal. I could almost, not uh, within reason, do pretty much what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But sh- she always made me know there's always a price to pay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that was her style, basically. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, look, up to you. That's cool. Do, I mean, it's... Do what you want, but there's a price to pay. So know what you're doing, basically. Mm. Um, which was a good start because it, it it kept me in check and I never really stepped over the borderline you know, yeah, and yeah. to find out certain things mm. the hard way. Because yeah, I guess I guess because you had that sense of responsibility and I guess that's my mum called bound, now, There you go. Yeah, she sensed it. She sensed it. She sensed it. She sensed it. Yeah, yeah. She sensed it. It's about it's boundaries, man. Yeah. You know, and actually the fact that your mum still calls you, sees you up to every day, it makes me yeah, it's good because my mum still does the same thing. That's and um, yeah, do you know what? It's um. It's an interesting thing because, like you said, it's, it's almost like I, f- I find the same thing that comedy can be equally selfish and such demanding. a demanding thing. The creative world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. I mean, any it, job any... where you take something out of your mind <laughs> and think it's yeah. worth showing to people, yeah, yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And if you, and if you, like you said, if you resist the institutions of control that tell you what they, you think you should do, yeah, then you do yourself. Yeah, it can, it can be tough, man. And, and yeah. How how quickly did you feel like you were onto something though? Because that's the interesting thing, right? Like Dane would tell you, like people mm. who start a bit of stand up, they might start doing a few bits, and yeah. and they quickly realise, like, okay, well, we were just saying this before we started recording. <laughs> Some people should probably it's time to like yeah, give yeah. it a rest now, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you know you're not making yourself. Well, what's interesting is not that they're not good at good, it. But it's not yeah. that. It's that they're not making themselves happy. Yes. You don't take you know like yeah. you yes. take you know so many you know comedians and music and comedy is a lot in com- Com- comparison. Yes, yes, you know, so you got a song to sing, you should yeah. sing it. Just like you got a joke to so tell, you, you should tell, tell it. it. Yes, uh, and, and and you know you obviously had like amazing aptitude for it. Like how. How quickly did you realise it? Um, pretty much straight away. As fun as it sounds, like this heartless thing was, a, this is my baby, it's a dream of mine from the, the start. But more people, what they don't understand is like, I'm on a mission, mm. basically. I'm on a mission to spread love and I'm on a mission to, to bring about change. So literally from starting it, that was what it was all about. And that's why I'm still on the ladder and we're still chasing this dragon and chasing the dream now because I've not accomplished what I set out to do. So everyone always said, oh, you're a legend, uh, this, that, never use that smash shit, you've done this and you've done that and you can call it a day now and you can relax and your name's gone down and whatever else. But in my mind, it's like, no, nothing what man set out to do has been fully accomplished yet. So mm. I'm still on that treadmill, still mm. still chasing it's bigger the dream. Than, it's bigger than the music. Way. Yeah, yeah, and that's what one. I always say I to like people: that. this thing is bigger than yeah. myself and ourselves, sure. the heartless crew. And, and I agree. I can, I can testify to that because, like I said, man, one of my best friends I ever known. He, he grew up in Cambridge, and mm. that's because we bonded over the music. Yeah. That's something we had in common, man. And it's like you know, and that's we'd almost like we'd always reference the um, jokes and stuff like that, and reference the lyrics and stuff like that as well. So. I mean, like, yeah, when when Superglue was coming out, man, I remember when the videos coming out, just getting crazy, waiting for that to come out. But that must have been the most interesting. One of the most interesting things there was watching the the country 
change, like in terms of audience that wasn't at the start very widespread. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was that was interesting. Um, I mean, it's a bit more interesting now looking back on because then we was in the motion, and you know, when you're in something, you can't necessarily see. Every, we're just rolling with it, so we're just in the feeling, in the, in the mode. So we, although we're doing stuff and it's, things are happening, you're not necessarily realizing what's happening. You kind of have, sometimes have to take a step out, and then you can look back mm-hmm. and say, "Okay, wow, okay, wow." I mean, one thing we, we noticed early on, we was playing in Chimes, East London. Basically, that was like our residency, and it was a predominantly like a Bashment Club, mm. Yardies, and stuff like that. And we was playing in there, maybe we was maybe sixteen, seventeen. I don't even know if we was 18 yet, basically, in, in that area, that's like the college era. Um, and we was playing in there week in, week out. It was empty a lot of the time, but sometimes there'll be a little overspool from upstairs. We was, we was downstairs. Sometimes they'd move us, but we was generally in the empty room. So if, it, if upstairs was jammed, we'd be downstairs <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> but every now and again, we'd get a spillover. And when we got that spillover, we would go into overdrive, basically. Hmm. And one thing what we did notice, we was getting the yardies or the Jamaicans the, um, into garage and they mm. were getting into the wave. And then uh, that's one thing we do definitely documented that. Wow, these people weren't into garage before, right. but we definitely you changed it. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I see myself as well. Like, I weren't that into garage and it wasn't like because I didn't say they'd like it, but I knew obviously the scene and the age I was at, like obviously the scene was very much known for being like a champagne lifestyle and obviously yeah. very label focused stuff like that. And yeah. for if you're a kid, like yeah, we could really afford get, to do yeah, that. And yeah. obviously, and also when you're a young man as well, like you can't go raving unless yeah. you're, if you're working, you're getting raving. But you know, we look a certain yeah. way, you're yeah, not really yeah, getting into no get clubs. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, there was another thing as well, was like the language and the way and the way you spoke and stuff like that, like it was a lot more relatable to me because I could get the stuff yeah. you were talking about because yeah. obviously it wasn't necessarily the focus on labels and that, it was just more about it's vibe and yeah, fun, vibe. yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. Part, yeah. And we so, was speaking in a language everyone exactly, could understand. Yeah. It was that we was the age of the, the, yeah, the exactly, people yeah. so at that finger, time. Finger on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so, so it was like, yeah, it was we was just saying it from the heart, and it was it was connecting. And yeah, we definitely we definitely documented and realized, wow, we're actually that much we could see even whilst we was doing it. Yeah, so I think it was a yardage because they were so far apart. From mm. everything else, yeah, you got the hip hop, the R and B scene, and the jungle scene, and it's it, it was all pretty much borderline. But the yardies were a separate yeah. entity. Yeah. But when we started to get the yardies yeah. onto the garage, we said, "Wow, this is really." But I mean, it made sense because our whole style, our ethos, we were a Jamaican sound system at heart. People don't know this. We mm. are originally started as a sound system, mm. and then we tried to break into the jungle scene and stumbled onto the garage scene basically. But what we've done is we kept our essence of a sound system in the jungle when we used to play jungle and we brought it into the garage scene. So it made sense, basically, that the Yardies connect with us because yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. It's like, to them it's like, wow, okay. Because sensibility is still the same so they can yeah. relate to it. That's what I felt it's, as well because we, that's what was, like, when we spoke about it, it'd be like, the thing is obviously with Heartless because you're obviously going to get the tunes and you might get a little bashman that. So it's like, yeah. obviously when we were kids, it's like, well, at least you can't really dance with girls to garage but you get a little scrub if you Yeah, a little bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The sound effects, the Yardies were connecting with us. Yeah, we yeah. were doing sound effects. Similar kind of thing what they were doing in the end but we were just doing it in our style with a different genre of music. And again, what it is as well, when we first started playing Garage, we started playing Garage in probably about 96. Um, and this was like early times days as well. Mm. Fonty's girlfriend at the time was, she was like, wow, you might need to come over to this Garage scene. This is where it's at right now. But it was like, we was hard in the jungle scene. And mm. our mind was like, we've got to be jungle DJs and MCs. That's mm. where our focus was. 
the garage scene at that particular time, it wasn't even the garage scene, it was the house. It was yeah, house yeah, and garage first. Garage, yeah, yeah. That's what it was called, house and garage. But that scene there was kind of like uh, gay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That was, was like the, the kind of thing, that was a stigma on it. So it's like everyone else, everyone was over there, giant going over there, man. That's, like, that's them, man. Then mm. it was kind of like that. It was almost frowned upon, mm. basically. But then what happened is that, so all the people who couldn't really hack the jungle scene, with that because the jungle scene started to get a bit intense mm. all the people who couldn't take that intensity started to fade over to the garage scene and that's what made the garage a bit more fluffy and a bit nice and what happened the first people to leave the jungle because jungle was getting too dark was the girls so all the girls went into garage mm. and well, by, by too dark what do you um what do you mean um like heavy in the, the pills the, or the, the music changed i just said the atmosphere i mean to me i like i like loved it and i love raving yes and sometimes the darker the raves the better you know, yeah, yeah. for a, rave, a real raver to me i'm i've grown up raving I, even if i ain't gonna do that i'll go raving so to me but then again i can see that at that time a lot of crack cocaine was getting smoked in the in the raves right. you know, there's a certain corners of the rave even if you don't want to go in those corners because yeah. It's your back or something. So it had that element, people getting their tickets robbed in the queue before you even getting the raise and it started to get that little vibe about it. Yeah, and, mm. and again, this is one of those things if you know if you're you know yourself, you're right, but then there's people who's gonna come from outside, someone's yeah, come from come from Milton Keynes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then yeah, you're getting yeah. a ticket jacked in the queue and right. it's like, well no, I, well, they don't want to be a part of this. It's like garage. I mean, like I remember, you know, a, 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 you know, back in that day, smoking a lot of weed. Yeah, and and and, and so, garage and weed had a synonymous. Yeah, yeah, had a big big yeah. partnership. Yeah, they've right. been sponsoring each other. That's right. Yeah, but to be honest with you, music and drugs go hand in hand. Yeah. Anyway, music, alcohol, drugs—they're all part of the same family. I remember my grand said to me first when I was getting into music. I always tell people, she said, oh, please do anything other than music. And I spent a lot of time growing up with my grandson. And she was literally begging me, please do anything other than music. And I was laughing. I'm always, I've been in love with Joker character in my life. And I was like, Grandma, hmm. what are you saying? You don't know what you're saying. You're saying never. But looking back over all these years, after yeah. going through the whole thing and seeing knows, all the things yeah. I've seen, I'm like, Grand, you really did know what you <laughs> yeah, were yeah, because, talking about. Well, they would know you because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that because it's like, it's even like, I didn't really know about like crack in the UK until I went to Coliseum, and it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, two thousand when they had the Coliseum, the Millennium. Yeah. I didn't go New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. I went on New Year's Day to Coliseum. And I remember coming out and the waiters like, "Yeah, bro, have you got any whites in that?" And I was like, "Even the worst." I'm just trying to flex in this like these two, this two tone shirt and like try yeah. and, <laughs> and look dapper. That I got yeah. in like, and then and it was like, "Why is the guys they don't even talking about?" And I realized because obviously like say it goes hand in hand, and it was it was definitely. Um, very, almost like garage kind of similar to disco in that like yeah it's very much champagne associated and the kind of drugs and stuff and yeah you're definitely right like it's almost like you see when new trends in drugs come about yeah. almost the music kind of underscores it anyway yeah that's and right. it always comes out yeah so um but yeah i just but the style I, of it it was the style of the uh, of the craftsmanship of the uh, of the, of the mc four, yeah, yeah. do you was, know what i mean like yeah. it was that you yeah, like you know, like I was I'm a fucking you know middle class Jewish boy from from <laughs> Ilford. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it, it resonated. I remember yeah. mates. You know, my mate Alex Fisher. He resonated with us because they had the same accent as well. Well, that was, that was uh, the thing about it. Because yes. obviously, obviously, jungle. That's the thing about jungle and even with the garage is that because people are emceeing. 
while they may share the same aesthetic as like Americans, but they sounded like us. UK, yeah. It sounded it like UK. UK, it had yeah, UK. Exactly. And the thing is, what, I, what used to happen a lot of time though is that when a lot of people in the UK used to try and mimic Americans, then we wouldn't we take it as a German article, we turned off. Well, it was obviously uh, the appeal for Garage and Jungle for us was that they it's sound like us. It's a real, it's yeah. real thing. It's, it's homegrown, right. like all the slang and stuff. That's how yeah. we speak, and so you understand it. As but the style, into. the style of the rhythms of it was so different to anything oh, that yeah. was yeah. going on in the states in hip hop. Yeah, it, but yeah, we, it literally it was a new, it's a rev revolution in, it, in a way. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I, I mean, going back to your point as well about the what, resonating with mm. different people from different backgrounds and. Ethnics and mm. uh, um, like we as a heartless crew was very conscious of this. So mm. it, it, even hearing you say that back, it's very warming to me because this is what we was trying to do. Yeah. We, yeah, Zan, our whole thing was about love, unity, and Zan bringing everyone together through the power of music. Yeah, because we realized how powerful music is and music can do this is what music can do you know, and it, it does you know, so this is what we was trying to put out you know, and even the fact that there was two black guys and a white guy mm. just when you see that on stage it almost shows you a unity basically straight mm, away yeah. because you know, and at the time it's like yeah all the black boys all the white boys all the asian boys or the chinese boys but this was it, it, straight away an attraction a heart screw made it different you know, and it just signified a unity basically both me and Mo up on stage mm. yeah, that, it was a, a unity and we was constantly going about trying to connect and spread love and, and vibes I man that was what we're doing upliftment and spreading happiness we always would say yeah we're a lady sign and we're there to do with ladies obviously sign want to clash us and we'll, we'll shell them but ultimately our thing was about love and vibes respect mm. manners I think, I, think we all got, I think a lot of people got that though it was like yeah you know it's, it's the whole thing about Men want to be them, women want to be with them, kind of thing. So, yeah, because yeah. it, it, it was never, a thing, like I said, it was never a thing like it was a very unique aesthetic with Heartless, where it wasn't like we looked and think, oh, well, Bushin's got a rolly, like he thinks like it was never yeah. really that kind of, oh, he's got Abrex yeah. and blah, blah. It's, it's very much, like I said, it's very accessible, That's even if you didn't have certain indicators that came later on in Garage that yeah. meant like as a, got a, little a man, you got a, you, as, yeah, as, as, you got money, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was definitely and that legacy advice. now. I mean, we're talking about it however many years later, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, that legacy now is, is quite something, yeah. yeah. No, I say legacy, but like I said, you're still still active. Yeah, sure. Still I mean, active. you can still be active and have a, a you know. Yeah. Bob Dylan's got a 60 year legacy, and it's like yeah, you know he's still yeah. out, up there up there doing it every night. Yeah. But, but that that you know, that, I think when you look at what's happened in the music scene in this country over the last 20 years, that the power it's, of that legacy will. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about it? Where it is now? Where everything is now? It's in a it's in a beautiful place. Funny enough, yeah. like I've been watching it and waiting and kind of prodding along and and kind of yeah expecting it. And wanting it kind of both and i mean yeah what, what i've what i noticed basically um initially the uk was behind in our lyrical ability yeah jamaica and america was miles ahead and mm -hmm. that's why we kind of looked at them for everything over the years like from the jungle to the guys even before that the tip of ivies the tennis swords the sweetie ivy these yeah, kind of B guys B McLean and them kind of guys yeah, yeah, yeah these man yeah. laid the foundation yep. the jungle man took it then we came in and really kind of stamped it. i think just because the music of garage was a bit slow as well it was a bit yeah, more so easy more, to more understand more well, clarity yeah, yeah. and sound. so we really give it a good shake up mm. and kind of that started this next kind of wave I and agree. um because it was almost like people that do garage use garage as a springboard to actually being not credible but like being able to be a viable artist because obviously you had like 
Mystique started off yes, with the garage, yes, and then you had course, Craig yeah. David started off with the yeah, garage yeah, as well. Course. Daniel Benefield started off with the garage yeah, as well. That's right. They all, so they Artful forget. Dodger. Of course. So yeah. So yeah. So a lot of them. So his garage kind of the way that people used it. That was the medium then, basically. So true. So yeah, we definitely a lot of people use it and now what, what I'm seeing is that we've definitely leveled up around the world lyrically mm. England is just as good as anywhere now I Jamaica agree. Um, America we're just as good as anywhere um, we're getting the vibe part the part we still haven't locked is the showmanship and the mm. stage presence yeah. hmm. that's where America and Jamaica are still ahead of us but yeah. we are catching up yeah. on yeah. that as well and it's not going to be too long before that even levels out and it's just going to be complete. It's almost equal playing field now, but to the trained eye, someone that must have been in it and I've seen it and I'm still going around the world. So I've seen, still get to see the different levels of performances and who's really A grade. And a lot mm. of the big artists over here, no disrespect to them, they're good. They've got all the tunes, they're, a lot, they're studio artists, but then still not to me the full package. Mm. You understand? And that's, I'm waiting. There's been one or two, but no one really hit it clean over here yet still the yeah. full full package yeah. times times there They're but it's, there. it's, yeah, it's, it's literally there. on post now and yeah. it, that is debatable because there's a few people who's got it but again to the very trained i kind of know what i'm talking about but a skeptic's got a good package yeah. someone like steph london has got a good package mm. and there's a few others at the moment like okay. got Storm, these, storms is performance at the brits as well storms has got a good, yeah, yeah. Good, good package yeah. basically it's uh there's different there's light there basically but it's yeah. still not it ain't the glove it ain't the dmx where yeah, everything yeah. fit like a glove from yeah, yeah. his tunes to his attitude to his image, image to the yeah. dogs to the voice it fit like a glove, so there was no mistake in DMX. Mm. That bang, I think. I think it's getting there. I think it it's will. I think it will crystallize because I think. I, I think it's been a long time where we were working out what our British music is, and I think. Yeah. I just now beginning because Garage obviously had an identity, and it kind of like obviously had didn't ha, didn't hadn't having a resurgence now, but obviously kind of went underground, and there was mm. only fans that stuck with it, and obviously could argue that it birthed grime, yeah, which is now kind of birthed birth like grime. I suppose like the kind of the rap now or whether it's drill and stuff like that but I think yeah British people are definitely at their best when they're being themselves that's right yeah, yeah. cool Whoa. so yeah so, you're, so your, heart, your heart is just basically in the people really if not the music yeah so yeah, yeah definitely family family would be the that's next it. thing and yeah that's so, yeah. like I said that's a whole podcast in itself yeah. family <laughs> versus music yeah but really like I said but I mean yeah the answer is what I expected is that heart is in love of people well, right. yeah, yeah. So, it's so yeah, good. pretty much the same family. Yes, yeah, we say family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that that's the podcast. That, yeah, this has wow. been it, man. This has been amazing. That and, is uh, quick. Thank that you. Went yeah, no, so it's, vibes is good. Quick. It's good. No, man. Thank you so much, man. Oh, Could you? Because uh, yes, obviously, I know. I know. Obviously, that uh, it's um, festival season. Yes. And also uh, Mediterranean circuit season. Yes. Sir. So can you let the uh, listeners know where you're going to be and where they can find you? Okay. So well, I'm actually off to Jamaica on Wednesday. Um, but th that's this is not work. This is I'm just going to party for Dreams Weekend. I'm going to go and spend some of my hard-earned money and just mm -hmm. get my hair down and enjoy myself. Um, I get back. I do a lot of private weddings nowadays and a lot of 30th. So I've got a, a wedding, I think, literally the day I get back. Um, we're doing Ibiza at the end of the month um, for Rudimental. We're doing Ibiza oh, Rocks cool, cool. Yeah, for, yeah. for Rudimental. Um, 
we have got a few other festivals and stuff, but right now you're put, literally putting What's the website? No, no, it's all man. Website. Website. Yeah, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm all over Instagram. Instagram is my right, right. go to, so check me out on Instagram at MC Bushkin. I'm always up there. I'm always putting something on my Instagram stories and gassing up wherever I'm going to be and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, check me out there. I'm on Twitter and I don't really use Snapchat anymore, but yeah, Instagram is kind of my go to. Nice. Um, let me tell you also Bush Bush Recordings that's my record label I've set up um, and we've got a release coming out in the next week and a half it's an artist um, called Sweet P he's got a tune called Ride um, so that's just about to drop the video's been shot and edited now so mm. yeah so look out for that and then I've got some tunes coming out and yeah man it's all about the record label now that's the home for mm. everything yes, and that's that's the house and then there's going to be a lot of things falling through that but Push Bush Recordings is the name to remember thank you so much for coming on it's thank like, you very much for coming man this has been, been, this has like been a, a dream accomplished as I say like for me like I said to be obviously it's, it's sometimes like I said when you're in it you don't take stock of what you're doing but like I said for going from being in my room in uni to think of sitting here it's like it's mad so no, thank man. you so much for coming no man, man. thank you I appreciate it thank you for having me thank you for reaching out but man uh, much appreciate it's a shame it's gotten so quick but hey that's no, a, no, we, that's don't, a no we definitely, definitely have you back but I, I, or, or, like yeah I'm, I'm touring again myself in September and stuff if you ever want to come to any of the shows then just Bruv, yes, like me, please, bring, bring everybody it, yeah yeah all over it bro come on here man I'll come and represent but I'm a, I'm a big support I'm a big fan you know no, no, I'm a fan of people yes I'll definitely come and support 100% cool times thanks for listening everybody tune in again good night and God bless You've been listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything. Hosted by Dame Baptiste. For more from Dame, go to damebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DameBaptweets. Our guest today was MC Bushkin. You can follow him on Twitter at MC Bushkin. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at the Howard Cohen. The show was mixed and music produced by Afei Saki. You can follow Afei at Official Ofei. We record at the Dairy Studios. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.